everyone, you're listening to Operation Dichotomy. I'm Paul, I'm your host, and we are the bridge between perception and reality. Our goal here is to get people to listen and understand each other, grow in empathy and unity, especially amongst this divided climate that we live in. But we've also come to realize that the voices that we need to listen to sometimes gets drowned out by too much noise in today's society. So a big part of what we want to do on top of that is to amplify those voices because at the end of the day, they matter just as much as everyone else's. So if that sounds like something that you can get behind, be sure to connect with us at operationdichotomy.com. As usual, you can connect with us at Operation Dichotomy on Instagram, which is where we are probably most active. And last but not least, be sure to share everything. We believe in our content. We believe in what we're sharing. If you do as well, Go ahead and share it so that everybody else can ride this train of changing the world and having a positive impact. All right. That being said, uh, today we're going to talk about this topic that's very, very dear to our brand and to me personally, because it has, we'll call it a statement, even a quote. Uh, The quote, or the first half of the quote, which is the part that we're going to focus on, is, if not us, then who? Right. If not me, then who? And well, before we get into this, let me introduce, uh, I guess he's a guest, but he's not really going to be a guest in a couple of episodes because he's actually one of our newest team members. If you remember from last week in our interview with Rose Percy, he was the other guy. <laughs> uh, his name is Jedediah Kim. Uh, like I said last time, I know him as JD. I've known him for a while. Uh, he's a pastor out of Seattle, Washington. Um, man, this guy, he just has a lot of perspective and don't let the fact that I called him a pastor, even though he is be something that, uh, that makes you assume things because I know I do sometimes when I hear that somebody's a pastor and that's incorrect. And if you've been following us as a brand, you should know that that's something that we pretty much stand against, right? Don't assume things. But all that being said, uh, welcome JD to the show. He's probably going to be here many, many more times, and he's a great, great conversationalist. So welcome, man. How you doing? Hey, hey, everyone. Uh, so glad to be here, Paul. As always, um, good to be with Operation Dichotomy. And yeah, looking forward to all the fun adventures we're going to have and conversations we're going to dive into, including this one. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Um, like I mentioned before, this idea of if not us, then who has really been swimming around in my brain for the last months. And if you've been following along in the podcast at all, I actually talked about this idea probably, uh, I think there's actually three podcasts titled If Not Us, Then Who, and then today is going to be the fourth one. They're all a little bit different. Um, the last two were with guests. One was with DJ, uh, DJ Johnson. He was the guy out of St. Louis, Missouri. He's the Republican slash police officer slash all these other things that you think wouldn't go together, but they do. And he was sticking up for what he believed in. And after that, we talked with Aiden and Alicia Carter. They were the ones that were protesting out of Portland, peacefully out of Portland uh, for Black Lives Matter. And them too, man, like Aiden, 10 years old, already leading protests and standing up for what's right. The, this, this whole idea of if not us, then who? I feel like they lived that. They stood up when they, when they saw the problem and they took charge of that. So the reason why I want to talk about this today again is like I mentioned, man, it's just important. I think people 
don't take as much responsibility as they need to and perhaps as they should. And that leads me to the question of, is that the reason why the world looks the way that it does today? Um, so JD, man, let me just ask you your thoughts on that. What do you think about what do you think about the state of this world today? And does it have to do with people not taking responsibility? And I know it's a broad question, but but you're good. Yeah, I think that um, there's a, there's a lot. I mean, we are living in what we are today because of what people do and don't do. And I think where we're coming to um, at as a society is that you know, if you don't do something, you're actually doing something, right? So what I mean by that is like people who choose to be silent are also being complicit in perpetuating certain ideas and certain statements. I think that part of the problem is that, um, like, so my, my family immigrated here from America or from, from Korea to the U.S. And, you know, the American dream for the last hundred years or so, and maybe even now for some people is defined as you come here, you live a good life. And um, the frontier mentality is kind of like you go and you seek out your own, you find your plot of land, you, you, you do what's good for your family. Maybe you take care of people around you, but you kind of like do what's good for you. And then there's this like hyper individualism that exists within the American consciousness, right? That says it's my rights, it's my belief, it's what's good for me. And so I think for a lot of people, that has, that's been what's been driving them. It's been what's been driving their goals, their career goals, their school goals, their family goals. And the idea of now having to be responsible for the situation of others, the problems of others, or the hardships, or even injustices of others, is something that goes completely against the grain of that individualistic, I want to get what's good for me, I want to pursue the American dream thought. And so even though people are starting to warm up to the idea, I think we're very much the, like here as a society, the way that we are, because um, it's hard for people to truly live out that phrase, if not us, then who? I think for most people, it's like, you know, everyone, everyone, anyone else but me, right? I'm just trying to do good mm -hmm. on my own. I'm just trying to stay in my lane. I'm trying to fulfill my American dream. You know, I have enough problems on my own. I don't want to solve anyone else's. And it's that inability to get past the American dream and the consciousness of individualism that really limits our ability to, to tackle the problems of society. You know, it's interesting. When I was hearing you talk about that, I feel like, I think that's true. That people are very, hmm, I guess individualistic is the correct technical term there where they're, kind of stuck in their own world. And honestly, I don't blame people for that because a lot of people do have problems of their own, right? They have their own lives to worry about. They have their own jobs to worry about, own families. They have a lot on their plate, some people more than others. And to add more burden on the things that they're stressing about already, it's, it's almost unfair. And really, it doesn't make any sense for somebody else to take on that burden for themselves, right? But I think what people forget sometimes, and I know I forget this as well, but the problems that are out there that are happening to other families and other people around the country, I feel like we don't realize that if they're not solved right now and stops right now, it's going to come around and it's going to become your problem. It's, it's kind of like how... Um, 
I mean, it's basically the whole saying, right? Like, it's your problem, not mine. But for now, it's going to become your problem. And by that time, it's usually going to be too late. And I think if, I don't know, man, do you think that's, that's true? Like, do you think people forget about that? And is that even true? Or am I just assuming incorrectly? No, I, I think that's absolutely true. You know, that, um, you know, it, it's, I don't think it's wrong for people to pursue their own desires and their own dreams. I mean, I think that, that there is a beauty in the fact that we have a right to those things and that part of what this country does, you know, maybe better than any other in the world, according to some, um, is that it, it affords that opportunity for people to kind of find their own way and to track their own path. Um, ironically, like any good thing has strengths and weaknesses. And so that particular individual freedom, that particular individual drive, you know, the weakness of that is that um, it can help us become, like you said, very narrow-minded and self-centric. And uh, I think, you know, to your point that a lot of people are just busy doing what they need to do that they forget that eventually things are going to come around. And so for me, for instance, I have two daughters. I have a three-year-old and um, an 11-month-old. Actually, she'll be one you know, September 17th. So coming up pretty soon, about two weeks. Um, I didn't really realize how much I cared about this until I had kids, mm. you know, up in, my wife and I have been married for 10 years. We were pursuing our careers. We were pursuing our own advancement, you know, traveling the world, doing the things we wanted. And all of a sudden, like when I held a lease in my arms and then three years later held a net, I was like, you know what, like one day I'm not going to be here and they're going to be living in a world um, dealing with certain things. And it was that point where I started realizing, like, what am I doing to help fix some of the things that I see um, that are going to come around eventually and affect them? And how am I being a part of that, right? And that was the moment when I realized, like, yeah, it's not just going to affect me. I mean, relatively, I, I, you know, I live in a suburb outside of Seattle. Like, there are a lot of issues that don't hit me. But 20, 30 years past me, like, if we don't deal with certain things, they're going to show up and affect my daughters and my grandchildren, right? And that's why I think it's really, really important for us to hear that message. If not us, then who? And to take it upon ourselves to, to fix the problems we see in the world. Hmm. So even in that context, it's almost, dare I say, selfish or individualistic. When, when we feel like what I do now, it's not gonna, I'm not going to be around to bear the consequences of my decisions now, right? But all of a sudden now you have a kid and one day, I mean, I'm in the same shoes, right? One day my daughter's going to grow up. She's going to be the 20, 30 year old who's living out the consequences of what I am doing or not doing today to better, to better society. And I wonder if that's, that's a trick because humanity, I wonder if that is how we can convince people to really take on this, this mantra for themselves. If not us, then who? Because now it's actually going to affect them. So I wonder if we can almost trick people into being selfishly responsible because it's going to come back and bite them in the ass, right? Is there a way we can do that? I mean, people with kids, I think, I think it's a little bit easier. If they have kids, you just tell them straight up, hey, 20, 30 years from now, what you don't do is going to directly affect them. Don't you love your kids? Guilt trip them. But what about single people? What about people who don't have others in the future that's going to depend on them how can we make it how can we encourage people to take action 
and do things for the sake of others. Yeah. So I think what people need, honestly, is they need something, a catalyst, a trigger that helps them to go beyond themselves, that helps them to see that, you know, the world is a lot larger than their own, you know, circles of influence and their own orbits and um, that we are all interconnected in ways that go way beyond us just pursuing our individual dreams. And so they need either, you know, something like a kid in, in life or a crisis, you know, or a difficulty or a hardship. Um, or some of what we're happening to see in society now is that, um, you know, through the, through the advent and use of like videos, taking um, pictures and, and kind of recording these horrific things that are happening. It's kind of similar to what happened during the Vietnam War, you know, when people started seeing the atrocities that were being filmed in Vietnam. They started realizing like, wait, 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 this is not what we're about. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. And I think that's what we need to feel, right? That as a society, there are decisions we make, hundred, thousands per day, you know, week per year, all the time in our life that have consequences that kind of echo out beyond us. And if we start to see the ramifications and like the true nature of those consequences, if we're like presented that in a hard way, like through video and those kind of things, that could be a catalyst. Or, you know, if we hold kids in our arms and realize that we don't want them to deal with the same stuff we've been dealing with, then all of a sudden there's a catalyst to change. So I think like narrative and story is really important. Um, this is also the reason why I love Operation Dichotomy so much, because I think it really comes down to, the, to listening. Like mm -hmm. we have to take seriously the experiences of people and listen to what they say. And if we were to do that, I mean, imagine if we were to listen to the Black American and the Muslim American and, um, you know, the Latino, you know, immigrant population. And if we were to listen to like the rural farmers, you know, if we were to listen to like every single person in America and hear their story and take it seriously, I really do think that it would help us to understand the decisions we make and the power that they hold to affect the lives of millions of people. It's not just about like my own thing anymore. Um, you know, what I listen to, what I consume, what I buy, you know, what I don't do, you know, all of those things, how I vote, how I don't vote, all of those things affect the lives of so many folks. And so I really do believe that it goes, um, we have to go beyond just pursuing our own story and knowing our own story and like listening, embracing the stories of others, um, whether it's our own kids or other people who are suffering those are the things that help us to kind of go beyond ourselves and build a better world. Mm -hmm. Something you said reminded me of, of just something that I remember from before where we, I think it was a quote where somebody said, we are the product of the decisions that we've made 10 years ago. And if we look at society, right? I think a lot of people look around and it's very easy for us to identify and point out what the issues are. It's just that we're not doing anything about it yet. When we see those problems, we can just look 10, 20 years back in history to see exactly why those problems still exist. What did people do back then that led to the society that we have today? What do they not do when they should have done something that led to this world and society that we live in today? And I feel like, what is this the saying? Like history, history leaves clues. Wait, is that right? History leaves clues? Something leaves clues, but the whole point is, oh, success leaves clues, which also means that failures leave clues. Oh, you just got to look back at it. And I think we can learn a lot from the mistakes of the past that show up today and do what we can today to not make those same mistakes moving forward and ultimately have 
potentially a different future for the people that we care about and our children and the next generation ahead. Um, what do you think? <laughs> I was gonna say, what do you think keeps people from doing that? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I think one of the biggest things, like right now, right, all of this sounds so peachy keen. It sounds like we're talking about like rainbows and unicorns and leprechauns. Uh, the truth is that every major significant change, cultural change within human history has come at the sacrifice of people. And oftentimes the sacrifice of lives and livelihoods. Um, you know, even if you talk about the civil rights movement, you know, and that we saw in the 60s and 70s, I mean, violence, you know, upon people as they were fighting for what was right. Um, you could talk about, you know, what happened in South Africa with apartheid, you know, I mean, just anywhere, right? And so the truth is, for many people, like, it's too difficult. It's too difficult to, to be like, to be responsible for that. They don't want to go through the pain of having to be the ones. Everyone wants to change. No one wants to pay the cost for it. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that I find to be true in, in humans, just especially in my line of work and just when I talk with people. Everyone wants transformation, but no one wants to put in the work and time. It's, it's almost like you got a bunch of people who are fat and overweight and they're like, man, I want to be skinny. I want to look like I have a beach body on Instagram, but they don't want to go to the gym or change their diet. And I mean, that's a very small example. But if we were mm -hmm. to apply that to like the larger scale of their life, it's like people are like, yeah, like I don't like the fact that we're in a racist society. Yeah, I don't like the fact that that, you know, the poor become poor and the rich become richer, but I don't want to be the one to have to pay the price for that. I want to benefit from someone else doing it, but I don't want to be the one to do that. So I think that's one of the reasons. I think another reason that I see often is that people have a certain fragility. They are very, very, very weak. And what I mean by that is um, they just feel like, you know, it's too much and I'm only one voice. And so an example of that, for instance, is uh, I saw this on on someone's Instagram and this guy, he, he's a good friend of mine. I'm not going to mention who he is by name, but, you know, he's he's young, you know, kind of like middle school, high school age. Wow. And he was sharing this post where basically the sentiment was, you know, I'm only one person and I'm only one voice. And, you know, like all the political rhetoric and social rhetoric I see going around, like, it's too much. And so forgive me if I don't want to read any of that because I feel like I can't do anything about it. And it's really funny, right? Because like as much as I want to be sympathetic to that, as much as I want to like, be empathetic to that, I can hear it and listen to it and be empathetic. And I also can say, you know, but the reality is, is like that you aren't bearing that alone. That in itself is also a very, very selfish view, right? The fact mm -hmm. that I have to solve everything on my own. No, that's not how movements happen. You know, it happens when one person says, hey, I'm going to stand with this person and another person joins in. And all of a sudden, when you have, you know, hundreds, thousands, millions saying the same thing, doing the same thing, there's a cultural revolution that takes place. And that's the kind of change we need to see, like not not performative stuff, you know, where people are like, I'll make a few changes and take a few pictures. But we need to see like decisions on the everyday, um, you know, the way the stories we tell our kids, the way we tell them. You know, the stories we tell each other, the stories we highlight, like all of that needs to be part of the change that we are a part of as we move forward into the future. So people, people don't want to pay the cost and they don't feel like they themselves can do it because they feel alone in doing it. And so they, they bow out. Hmm. At the very least, I think we can solve that second problem 
Uh, you are not alone in it. This is why this whole brand exists. Like we're trying to do what we can. We may not be the best at it yet. <laughs> we may not be the loudest. We may not be the biggest. But like, like anyone who's standing up for what's right and what they believe in, we're doing whatever it is that we can just to, just to do something. Um, like I said, everybody sees the problems. It's not, it's not rocket science to see the problems in society. But it takes, I'd like to say a special kind of person, but not really. It takes a regular person just doing the right things day by day, decision by decision. They're not always, in fact, the majority of the time, these decisions that we make are not going to be life-changing, world-changing decisions. But it's those little ones that add up over time together with everybody else's little decisions adding together over time, that's going to be what shifts society in the right direction. And so as JD said, it seems like nobody's doing it. We're going to do it. We're, we're actively going to do it. I know I'm going to do what I can. I know JD's going to do what he's going to do. And I personally know a whole bunch of people. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of those people as well. Um, so let me encourage you guys. Yeah, it's, it's hard. And sometimes it's like, does this even make sense? Why am I bearing the brunt of the responsibility of changing this world? I'm not even quote unquote causing the problem, right? But get that out of your head, right? You're not, you're not in it by yourself. People need to stand up to do what's right. Let me encourage you to keep going and we're going to do whatever it is that we can to continue to do that as well. Uh, if not us, then who? It's, it's something that I think I need to remind myself every day. If I don't solve the problem or at least do what I can, to push society in the right direction, nobody else is going to do it. And if everybody else thinks the same way, all of a sudden we're all going to do it. And then we'll probably do some good stuff in this world. So um, JD, man, always grateful to have you on the show, which is not twice. Um, if you guys couldn't tell, man, he has, he has a lot of great insights. He's thought through a lot of things. And as a pastor, he's probably said a lot of things as well. Um, if, if you guys are following along with us at all, uh, one thing that I will, I will let you know and let you know, oh, how do you say this correctly? I'll let you in on a little early preview announcement secret, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think some of you guys don't even know that we're an apparel brand. Maybe you do, but we are an apparel brand and we're going to release a new hoodie on Friday and it's... It's going to be based on this whole concept. If not us, yeah. then who? Man, it's JD seeing the hoodie. What do you think about it? Oh, it's dope. You guys are going to love it. And the fact that you could wear the, wear the idea you believe in and rep it, it's going to be awesome. Yes, it's, it's going to be nice. Uh, JD, if people want to connect with you and hear more of these amazing thoughts, where's a good place for them to find you? Yeah, I mean, you, could, you can find me um, on Instagram. My handle is long. But it's Jedediah. Hey Kim, it's really long. Um, essentially, if, if you go after uh, J E D I D I A H, you'll kind of find me, um, and you can find me there, or you can just find me through Operation Dichotomy. That might be the easiest way, because um, yeah, this is I'm partnering up with the brand, teaming up, joining the team, helping to spread the movement because it's something I really believe in. And you know, if not us, then who? Like who else is going to do it if we're not going to do it? And I think that like this is an important moment for all of us. Rather than waiting around for heroes to show up, we could just show up in our everyday and do what we got to do and the world will be a much better place. You are the hero. For those of you who don't know how to spell, because I don't know how to spell that crazy long handle, uh, we're going to actually have it in the show notes. And 
yeah, you can find us to Operation or find JD through Operation Dichotomy as well. Um, man, JD, I look forward to all the crazy what is the right word to use here the the amazing conversations that we're going to have in the future and i trust that you're going to shed a lot of wisdom to people so again man just thanks for being here with us yeah for sure man it's gonna be fun all right everyone until next time